Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. Vances Hashem, BPW, share number 36. Espais, many share for women, share number 36. We're talking about 100 ways to love your husband. We gave a counterpart shurim on 100 ways to love your wife on the men's side. And uh, like we always said, it's a two-way street. So on page 42, we're going to go through more of them. And this again is a wonderful list. And Skadai to have it with you, to review it, and to maybe each day pick one and practice it as best as you can. The next one, which is the third one on page 42, is to correct him gently and tenderly. And we talked about it is that in, in marriage, there will always be disagreements, which is okay. Different ways of looking at things, which is also okay. Talking about things when you feel that the other one made a mistake on certain areas and or, or you're not happy with something. And we learned about how to communicate that, not to bury it under the rug, but to some things you just let slide, but other things it's Kedai to communicate because very often you do that, they'll be happy to change and correct it. So to do this, to do it in a gentle, tender way. And... And that is so, so important because when you do that and they realize that you're, then, then they'll learn not to be defensive. We learn, we spoke, I spoke to the husbands on their side very often that when their wives tell them something uh, that they need to correct or that they're, you know, that they're pointing out to learn not to get defensive. So they need to work on that as well, not to get defensive. But on the wife's side, when you are telling him something to also help him not to get defensive by doing it in a gentle, tender way. Now, allow her, him to teach you without putting up your defenses. That's also very important. The other way around, when your husband does tell you something and maybe he, he's trying to correct you or maybe he's simply not trying to correct you, but he's just showing you, you know, maybe there's another way to do this or that or the other thing. Again, to learn not to get defensive about it but to allow them to show you, to teach you that way. In other words, there are things that your husband has of tremendous value. We could have some insight to some advice that could actually help you in life. So instead of just um, brushing it away or, 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 or pushing it away or allowing your defensiveness to come up, when you hear your husband saying, you know, maybe try this approach, that approach, to listen to it to let them teach you, because sometimes they will give you something over of great value that once you implement, you often will say, you know something, this was a good idea. So, or you may try it and say, you know, I tried it, but this, this isn't working because of this and this. But sometimes, indeed, it is a good idea. And that's how, that's very, very uh, valuable. Making special to time available to him and to the children to be trustworthy. Trustworthy means really uh, 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 to be loyalty. That's the idea. We talked about it. We gave separate shiurim on loyalty. We're going to continue to give shiurim on loyalty, but each one should be trustworthy with the other. Trustworthy means that you're committed to each other. When you say you're going to be here, you're going to be there. That's why it's so important. We tell the husbands if they're late with an emergency or an illness, they're late, they were supposed to come home at a certain time to call their wives, to let them know that I'm late because of this and this and I'll be home in a few minutes or whatever it is. But ultimately, when you ask your wife, your wife asks you, please be here now, and, and you're trustworthy with that. You ask your, your husband asks you, you're trustworthy with your timing of everything and with your overall connection with your 
husband to be loyal and trustworthy. Compliment him often. Praise him. Look at his good side. Use kind words. Be creative when you express your love to him, whether in words or in actions. That creates a big spark in marriage. And a two-way street husband has to do this for his wife as well. To express their love in creative ways. And to, to, to either in the words or in cards or in actions in beautiful ways to express your love and your appreciation for your husband. And, and, and this is something that he'll treasure forever. Certain cards that you write, certain words, certain ways you do things, he'll treasure it forever. One of the biggest matanas you could give him. And what he could give you ultimately when he expresses appreciation to you. Have family goals for each year. That means just simply working on with each other on, on again with the mo- much as much positivity as possible, to talk about your mishpacha, to talk about the goals of your mishpacha, to discuss each child, not just the problem part of it, but the great potential of the good part of it, what you're grateful for, what how they can grow, to talk about each other's potential and their potential, and to discuss the that. Um, here, let him, this is really more for the husband to let her, meaning the wife, buy things that she considers necessary, not to be stingy with money, very important. Be forgiving when he offends you. Also a two-way street to learn how to forgive one another, to get past old hurts. One of the major issues that happens in marriage is that there's a pileup, meaning There are things that you're upset about now because you're upset, you remember and you recall all those old things that your husband did that he already apologized for, already ended those negative behaviors. He he hasn't done it in a very long while, but when you're upset about something he's doing currently, there's flashbacks that these things come back. So it's enough to deal with that when you're upset about something, to deal with what you're upset about now and to communicate that and try to correct it and use it the right way, but to build up based on old hurts. That's one of the things in marriages that pull people down. And when they learn to take, isolate each thing separately. If something's going on now that needs addressing, we'll we'll deal with the addressing of that particular thing in the present now. But to bring up old hurts that already been forgiven, or even if... They have to be still addressed, but when you're you're talking about when you're talking about a, 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 a particular subject now, it is very important to stick to that subject and not drag in other things with it. Another important aspect is to show him that you need him. It's very important. It's vulnerable, but it shows how 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 important he is to you, and accepting him the way he is and discovering his uniqueness as special. This is a yesoid that is important in life, and it's a yesoid that's important in marriage. The idea of individuality, the preciousness of every single Jew, the preciousness of every single soul, and their uniqueness. We are not cookie cutters of each other. There is something called a tzibur, yes, that you, as a combined group, connect a tzibur to the whole klal, as a klal, but even then, a tzibur is not a tzibur. A community is not a community unless it has all these myriad types of individuals with all different types of talents and aspirations and dreams and talents that they bring to Kal Yisrael as a whole. 
Same thing with a marriage. A marriage means that you accept your husband, you accept your wife the way they are, their uniqueness is special, they have potential that they could bring out that's unique to them. Not to be a cookie cutter. To accept your husband the way he is. To accept him, he has some flaws you can work on, fine. But to accept the way he is, to take his mindless and to build him up, realize what his potential is. He needs to be the best he can be, not the best that some other man can be. And again, we stress this a lot on the husband's side in the way he looks at his wife too, to accept her the way she is, to, dis to discover her uniqueness as special. And each one for themselves to accept the way they are. That's also a separate discussion that's worthwhile talking about because we talk very often about how self-esteem is important in marriage. One's own feeling valuable and unique and special is very important. They need to give that to each other. Husbands and wives need to give this to each other. They need to learn how to accept themselves and they need to encourage each other to show, I accept you. I love you for the way you are. You have a unique personality and I'm going to treasure it. And each one needs to do this for one another. The next one, which is very, very important, and frankly, this is something that both men, both women have issues with. Both equally have issues with it. Many, many husbands have issues with this. Many, many wives have issues with this. It is not gender-driven. And that is to admit your mistakes. And don't afraid to be humble. Now, again, I'm talking to wives here that you may think that this is a man problem because men have macho-ness, they have a certain ego, um, they don't like to show vulnerability, so it's hard for them to admit their mistakes. It's hard for them to, they're afraid to be humble and because it may show that they're not strong. That is true. All of that, what I'm saying, is true, that men have these issues. But it's equally true by women. Many, many very often know they need to acknowledge I did something wrong, but they have a stubbornness inside that they're not going to acknowledge it, or they don't want to feel vulnerable. They're afraid to be humble about it. And this is a very, very important key, that when you know you made a mistake, you know you, you don't bash yourself, but when you admit you make your mistake, not afraid to be humble, to be vulnerable. And when you hurt your husband, you go over to him and you tell him, you know, I was insensitive, I spoke harshly, I hurt you, I am sorry, I didn't mean it, I love you very much, next time I'll be more careful the way I word things. And, and that heals so many things, it heals so many hurts. Not to afraid to be humble with one another when you made a mistake. Very often it's like this, it happens so much, husband and wife, it goes both ways, one says they're going to do something, the other one overreacts, after the one that overreact, overreacts, they come to the other one and admit it. I'm sorry. I know I overreacted. I said things I shouldn't have said. I said hurtful things that I didn't truly mean. And I'm sorry. And don't be afraid to do this. This heals marriages. This makes the bond much stronger. The love that comes after admitting mistakes and moving forward is the most beautiful, beautiful thing. Creates a tremendous closeness between a husband and a wife. Just like husbands have problems doing this, wives have problems doing this too. When you know you were wrong, when you know, even if you were right, if you were right about something, and but you bashed your husband in very sharp words, 
Number one, maybe you were wrong about it. And even if you were right about the concept of it, but you know you overdid it by using harsh words instead of talking to him more tactfully, you can go over to him and say, I am sorry. I am sorry. First of all, I was wrong maybe about the actual subject matter, if you realize you were, or at the very least say, I, ha- I felt this way. And, and I, 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 you know, but, but I am sorry the way I presented it. I presented it in a way because I was angry or frustrated and I hurt you and I'm sorry. Next time I'll express myself in a more respectful, kind way. And that does wonders. It diffuses tension. It breaks tension. It destroys the negative effects and builds love in the relationship between you and your husband. Lead your family in their spiritual relationship with God. That's very, very important. We said this many, many times. When a husband and wife bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into their lives, into the picture, then their own relationship goes much, much smoother. And because they are both realizing that there's something bigger than themselves that they're both working towards, that avoids so much agmas nefesh, avoids so much machlaikis, when they both realize, hey, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in here. The Yud and the Hey within me, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's uniting that. We are both trying to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He wants us to be peaceful with one another. He wants us to work it out. And He wants us to have goals of how to become better. Let's work together to figure out and to ask Hashem what He wants from us and as a team, work on it together. When you have God in the picture, you, you your ban is extremely intimate and strong. When God is not in the picture, your egos become stronger with your own self-interest and you clash more. So the more you bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the relationship, into the home with your family and with your you and your wife, you and your husband, it creates a tremendous spiritual, beautiful connection. The next one is very important. To allow your husband to fail and discuss what went wrong after you comforted him. Sometimes you cannot be always on top of your husband and you allow them to make their mistakes and try and, 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 and to allow them. In other words, I think the point of this one is not to be over-controlling, not husband to wife, not wife to husband. Rubber feet and neck or massage him after a hard day. Um, take time for the two of you to sit and talk calmly. In, in our hectic lifestyle, this is so, so important. Go out on romantic outings. Again, it's a two-way street of going out on special dates, going on on special vacations. To write him a, a letter occasionally, tell him how much you love him, or surprise him with a card and flower, express how much you appreciate her, or him in this case. Tell him how proud you are of him. That last one requires a lot of talking about. This idea of writing your husband letters, telling how much you love him, showing how much you appreciate him, and Akar Satayv again goes both ways, but to tell him how proud you are of him when he accomplishes something, that is fuel for him. That is healing for him. That is something that will motivate him to become better and better. If let's say, this is a, you know, sometimes this happens. I'll give you an example, okay? Example is, let's say you notice uh, 
uh, for many years or for a long time that your husband Shabbos has a hard time getting out of bed. Shabbos, he comes late to Shachris, uh, you know, half hour late. It bothers you, but you hold yourself back. You don't, you don't harp on it, whatever it is. Whatever, be it as it may. Or he didn't learn as much as you wanted him to. And we'll talk about a different shurim, how to handle that. But the bottom line is, if you see on his own, you see on his own, it could be, even if it's short-lived for a time, whatever it is, after Yom Neiram, by El time, or even Stamazai, where a husband even just tells you, Stamazai, he's talking to you, and he's saying, you know something, I know I have to get up earlier for Shachris. I may have, maybe I should set up a Chavrusa, and I'm going to work harder to learn more Shabbos, and so on. He does it on his own, let's say. You didn't lecture him, no one lectured him, he's on his own saying, I need to improve, and he starts taking those steps. So let's say there's a day or a few shot a Shabbos where he got up early and got in the safer and learned, or he's opening up the safer more on Shabbos or he's singing more Zmir Shabbos. On his own, you see that he took something to heart. He listened to a shear and it motivated him to behave better. In whatever mitzvah it is, it makes no difference. And you notice it, you tell him how proud you are of him. Don't go back and say you are lazy, good for nothing, all the, and now you finally woke up, welcome, you know, to humanity. No, that's not the way you put it. Right now you see this positive move in the right direction. You don't bring up anything that was done in the past. Now he's fixing it up. Now he's doing something positive. You tell him, I'm proud of you. I am proud of you that you got up earlier. And I'm proud of you that you open a safer. I'm proud of you that you get up and daven with a minion three times a day. I'm proud of you that you go as tired as you are and you go and do the best you can to give this year. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you because I hear, you know, when you picked up the phone and you were in a mood of calling this, of, list, of picking up the phone and talking to this person that needs chizik and you, and you did and you gave him chizik. I'm proud of you the way you talked to our son about this and this and that. I'm proud of you how you handled um, our daughter when you talked to her about this and this problem. I'm proud of you how how you patient you are, were when you reviewed with him that Gemara or that Chumash. I'm proud of you that the way you talked to them before they go to sleep and you said Shema with them. All of these things to say how much you're proud, take pride in it and he needs that more, that stamp of approval from you, that encouraging words of, of him hearing that you're proud of him is more important. He may not admit it, but it's more important to him than his Rosh Hashiva or whoever else outside is saying that they're proud of them. They will not admit it very often, but it's a deep need that each husband really truly has that they want their wife's approval. They yearn it, they crave it, they may act like it's the opposite, that they couldn't care less. They truly, truly need it. They truly, truly want it. And, they, and it's like oxygen to them. When they do something right and you tell them with a warmth how much you're proud of who they are, I'm proud to be your wife. You're such a good person. I see how much good you do. It does wonders. And it motivates him to become even better and better and shower more love and more affection and become bigger and bigger. You're building him up. It's one of the greatest gifts you could give him. And the greatest gifts you could give yourself. And the greatest gifts you could give your children. The children, when they see a husband supporting a wife. 
and a wife supporting a husband is the biggest bracha, the biggest matana you can give your children. Bracha and atzlacha.